OTB Rugby. It was a case of, it's going to be really difficult to beat this Gloucester team at home here, uh, but we owe it to the fans and ourselves to get a performance. It was a very emotional kind of Friday night meeting. Subscribe to the Rugby Stream on the OTB Sports app now. The Lunchtime Wrap. On Off The Ball. With Energia, proud sponsor of Irish Rugby. Think of the possibilities. It's Friday the 28th of July. This is the Lunchtime Wrap and I'm Cameron Hill. Good afternoon. The Lunchtime Wrap on Off The Ball is with Energia, proud sponsors of Irish Rugby. Think of the possibilities. And we start with Gaelic Games and the Dublin team is unchanged for Sunday's All-Ireland Football Final against champions Kerry at Crow Park. That means Kieran Kilkenny is on the bench as is Sean Bugler who missed a semi-final win over Monaghan with a calf injury. Dublin are bidding for their first All-Ireland title since 2020. Meanwhile, there's one change in the Kerry side from their win over Derry in the final four. Stephen O'Brien comes into the side at the expense of Adrian Spillane who drops to the bench. His brother Killian joins him on the bench with Tony Brosnan unavailable due to a recurring respiratory condition. Former Kerry captain Dara Okaneda has high hopes for Sunday's decider. Okaneda skippered the county to All-Ireland final victory against Mayo in 2004 and he told off the ball Shane Hannan that playing the dubs forces the kingdom to go full throttle. They bought the best out of us. They 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 finished on top and you know, thirteen, sixteen, nineteen even it was heartbreaking, you know. And the way I look at it like, you know, and the bigger picture stuff and again this is not something that players would be talking about or Jack O'Connor and the lads would be talking about this week, but and the big picture, the broad canvas you're looking at, Dublin have taken an awful lot away from us, an awful yeah. lot of prestige away from us as a county. Um again, it's not something that you'd like talking about before or after a game like but every single thing that we hold dear down here and Kerry Dublin have achieved mm-hmm. and, you know, and done better than us you know they've emulated and it hurts it does hurt and you know there's part of you hopes that the players get that you know the players get that it's not going to make a blind bit of difference at half three on Sunday but it's just that little bit I've sensed it even against Tyrone um, in the quarter final that Kerry were hurting you know sick of this talk of oh this genuine rivalry is there you know what about the rivalry when Kerry win you know mm-hmm. um, which they had done in 15 and 19 and you know we we beat Dublin last year um, by the last kick of the game and Dublin were missing their best player and they've brought back three or four more lads and they have Pat Gilroy on the side they're seriously stacked coming into this game but we'd like to think we're stronger as well and we'd like to think that, that an All-Ireland win in your, you know, in your locker does make a difference to you as a footballer and I do think that there's more scope for improvement. I do think there's players in that Kerry team that have, we've seen a good lot of now, but I think there's more in them. I think there's more in them, and I think we'll see it again next year and the year after. But it's next Sunday that matters, and it's next Sunday that counts. And I just, you know, I, I can't see as a Kerry man anything other than a Kerry win. Um, I thought six or seven, I thought we were six or seven points about our teams in the semi-final last year. They played games to, to, to work down the clock. Yes, they have got all those players back and I don't say that out of disrespect to any of them. Um, we respect absolutely what they've achieved in the game. But I just feel, you know, there's a tie, there's a kind of a tide in the affairs of men that comes and, you know, it's Kerry's time now and they've never done back-to-back under Jack O'Connor. So many other reasons. But, you know, you get sick of talking it after a while, just throwing the ball at half three and let's see mm-hmm. what happens. 
to football now and England have made it two wins from two at the Women's World Cup. They beat Denmark 1-0 in Group D in Sydney. Lauren James scored the winner after six minutes but the disappointing news for England was that Kira Walsh injured her knee in the game in the same group China and Haiti have just kicked off. Earlier in Group G it ended Argentina 2, South Africa 2. Elsewhere West Ham have confirmed the signing of Irish defender Jesse Stapleton. Shelburne announced earlier this month that the 18-year-old was leaving the club. Stapleton had already been capped at senior level for Ireland. In the SSC Electricity Premier Division this evening, it's Bohemians against UCD, Drogheda hosting Sligo Rovers and Cork City playing Shelburne. In the first division, leaders Galway United play Bray Wanderers, it's Athlone against Waterford, Wexford are to meet Treaty United and Finn Harps are at home to Kerry FC. All of tonight's domestic games begin at a quarter to eight. Meanwhile, the fallout continues over Jordan Henderson's move to Saudi Arabian side Al Etifak. Liverpool confirmed yesterday that the former captain will join the club for a fee in the region of 15 million euros. Henderson, who had been seen as an LGBTQ plus ally during his time on Merseyside, has been criticised by the community for his move to a Saudi Arabian club. Homosexuality is illegal in Saudi Arabia, with capital punishment, life imprisonment and flogging among the measures used to deter. The Sun's chief sports reporter Martin Lipton joined Thursday's Off the Ball to discuss more. The money that they're throwing at people is so huge that even the most stoic may think again. I mean, we had Andy Murray in Tennessee the other week admitting that despite all of his previous comments, if the ATP tour went to, to Saudi, he'd probably play. Um, it's, it's unfortunately perhaps, but it's the reality of the world. I think in Henderson's case, it's going to be a tougher sell just because of the stance he took, uh, particularly uh, uh, on these issues, on gay rights uh, and other uh, you know, minority groups needing protection. He's been vocal in his support and I can understand why some would see somewhat betrayed by him. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those transfers as well, Martin. When you look at the video that Alifak put out this afternoon, they literally put a greyed-out square over the rainbow armband, which would have been worn for much of the season by Jordan Henderson last year. It's not even subtle. No, it's not. I mean, it, what was, what's interesting, I remember in the, in the World Cup where we had the ban on the, um, the rainbow or the, you know, the One Love armband, and yet I could walk through the metro station nearest to the World Cup media centre and Harry Kane and Virgil van Dijk had massive posters wearing that armband. Uh, so it seemed a bit bizarre. Clearly, though, the Saudis is a very different cup of tea to even Qatar. Um, their stance on a number of issues is far more punitive, um, some would say far more medieval. Uh, and I think it necessarily means that the criticism that falls upon Henderson because of the positions he's taken here to four will be, will be all the greater. You do not go to Saudi Arabia with your eyes shut unless you're deliberately not seeing. He must know, because he's not a fool, what he's agreed to be part of. In golf, Leona Maguire's chances of winning the Evian Championship look to be slim after she slumped to a 73 in her second round in France. The Cavan native is now one over for the competition. Paula Retto of South African leading the way on 7-under. Stephanie Meadow tees off her second round later today from 2-under par. In cricket, Australia are 75 for one in response to England's 2-8-3 on day two of the final Ashes test at the Oval. In horse racing, a meeting in Cork begins at 4.15 today, while a fixture at Down Royal is underway from 10 past five. 
1955. And on this day in 1954, legendary Kerry Ford Mikey Sheehy was born. The Tralee native picked up eight All-Irelands, 11 Munster titles and seven All-Stars during a 15-year playing stint with the Kingdom. Sheehy also won an All-Ireland club title with Austin Sachs in 1977. That's all for Friday's Lunchtime Wrap. Keep up to date with the latest analysis and opinions with the updated Off The Ball app. Take care. The Lunchtime Wrap. On Off The Ball. With Energia, proud sponsor of Irish Rugby. Think of the possibilities.